And we're back. Welcome to the Loki Podcast. I'm Tim Malloy. I was gone last time because I fell down the stairs. Or I was sick. I don't even remember. A lot of stuff has happened. Uh, <laughs> here with Aaron Lanton and Keith Denny. We're reunited for the first time in like six weeks. Uh, to talk about True Detective Night Country, which I keep calling True Detective North County. I don't know why I'm doing that, but I like True Detective Night Country a lot. Um, Jodie Foster is probably my favorite actress ever. Um, Kaylee Reese is awesome. I feel like Issa Lopez, the writer-director, has done a very cool job of creating an atmospheric, wild show that I might disagree with certain things here and there, like CGI animals, but I generally am just like loving the atmosphere and I'm totally hooked on the show and into it. Um, would love to hear what you guys think, starting with Aaron smiling. So how about Aaron? I'm just really excited to hear your complaints about CGI animals. Like that, that I feel like is gonna be a highlight of the episode. Um <laughs> the show is is like super interesting. Like uh I watched True Detective season one and season two. Um Maharsha Ali is an excellent actor. I happen not to watch season three yet. That's one that I'm gonna certainly go back to. Looking at this one, we got Jodie Foster as the lead here. And it's it's really fascinating. I found the opening scene to be really interesting to choose to show. It's kind of like Scarface where you don't actually, well, in the, in the um, edited version that everybody's used to seeing, you don't see people actually getting chainsawed to nothing. Right. And some of the initial drug dealing shenanigans. Um, and you do in the unedited version. This was interesting because you don't Are you see about the any... reindeer scene or the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay. Well well, actually both at the beginning. You don't see the reindeer scene having slaughtered. You don't see what happened in their research lab being particularly violent either. Even though some stuff is plainly uh went down as far as tongues being slashed and other things as well so for people for people who have not seen the show why on earth are you listening to this um but it starts off with a bunch of reindeer racing and perhaps coming to a bad end and then Jodie Foster and another police officer Kaylee Reese are dispatched to a research lab where I believe eight men just suddenly disappear and they find a tongue that may be connected to the case of an indigenous woman who was killed. This all takes place in Ennis, Alaska, a town that has something like six weeks of night um, starting December 17th. Yes. And the first time we enter the show, we're at the last day of night, um, three days after we see some sort of missing person's case with eight people all of a sudden going missing and by the time we get to the end of the pilot we found three of those people who are halfway submerged in the ice of Alaska so it's it's a pretty interesting show there's there's a lot of different possibilities as far as like uh, the people who could have caused this uh, murderous incident feel like at the beginning we have a pretty pretty compelling case about potential culprits but Keith I'd like to 
get your thoughts. What do you think of this so far? Uh, what you've seen the pilot episode of season four of True Detective? Yeah, so um, let me preface this by saying I haven't seen any season of True Detective up to this point. I know Are everything. you really, really? I've never seen anything True Detective. Yeah, That's crazy to me. I mean, I, it's only so much I could watch, you know what I mean? Watch season one at least, man. That's 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 the truth, man. Yeah, so it's it, I think I think um I'm I'm sorry, get my thoughts again. So I was so like not interested too much in the actual crime itself. Like I just know like there's like weird stuff going on. But there were certain characters like I'm I'm interested in their relationships and how they're connected with each other, right? Like um what's what's the what's the um The the actress, the wrestler, um, Kylie, Kylie, I the googled um, how to say her name and I think it's Kaylee Reese. Haley Reese, the one that plays the um, the the trooper or whatever. Like, what's her story? Like, what's her idea? What's Jody Jody Foster's character like? So I like the way that they introduce the characters and how they're all connected and what they all got going on and stuff. And like even some of the conversations that they're having and stuff. To the point that I. the actual crime itself is like kind of went over my head for a second. You know what I mean? Like I didn't even like even when they went to, you know, to, to the, um to that facility and they found the tongue and stuff like that. That was like the most least interesting thing to me personally, at least right now at this point in the story. Once again, this is a pilot. So they're kind of just setting up everybody, introducing characters and stuff like that. But at least it, At any rate, I do find most of the characters to be interesting enough to see what happens and see like what their motivations and so on and so forth. So that's that's my that's my thoughts just kind of coming into it right now. All right, what about you, Tim? This is just one of those shows where I'm just totally on board. And I know that there's stuff where you can pick at logic and things like that with like with any show. And sometimes if you're just hooked into it, you are going to go along for the ride, even if there's stuff you don't particularly like. Um, even if there's stuff that you don't totally buy. Like, I just am so into the atmosphere of it. I like being in this weird town. Um, I like the way that they portray this town, how it isn't. Sometimes in like an Arctic town, they portray it as being like so perfectly um, idyllic and like, oh, everybody gets along because they have to because, you know, it's snowy and we're all in this together and it's all nice and Swedish and cozy and everyone's wearing blankets and did it. And it isn't like that. It's like it's kind of just like people still have their lives, but they have to also do it in the dark when it's probably zero degrees and just cool, small town American life. I, I think they do a really good job of capturing that. And then I like the. completely bizarre um research lab i remember before we found out what the research lab was like i was talking to my wife about like could i make it in a research lab for a year like up in the arctic like i don't think i could ever do that and then they show the research lab and you're like oh that looks nice yeah i could do that that looks fine it's bright and so just like these worlds that they're introducing us to i really 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 enjoy and for some reason This is just the thought I had yesterday. This doesn't like feed in any bigger picture thing, but there's certain actors like Jack Nicholson where like you really like watching them, but you're always like, that's Jack Nicholson. Um, and 
Jodie Foster is like one of the only actors I can think of where I'm very aware that's Jodie Foster, that's Jodie Foster. But I also totally believe whoever she's playing is a real person. And I can't think of anybody else who can do that. Mm. That's what you mean. Yeah, being a mom's kind of hard to do naturally. And I do think for the role she's chosen here, it works pretty well, but it's just... Sex tape stuff with the child is always kind of hard to, to do as a topic. That's one of the uh, things I thought about. Like, I would have done that a little different. Yeah, I probably would have done a different one. I would chose a different one, probably. Uh, kind of hard to relate to for most of your audience. It just felt like a little too, like, trying to be edgy. A little bit. But there's other moments like that a little bit, too, with, like, you have somebody who's native uh who's on the investigation they're like they wouldn't have done this if, if it was a white girl and it's like i mean maybe not well maybe not we that was another know. one where like i feel like they spelled it out because it was the pilot and like we got to get all the themes in but i don't feel like people talk like that like i think when you're like alone with one other person <laughs> of a different race that's not when you like bring up that stuff i mean you might but um, I'm not gonna say that does not happen. I, maybe I do it different, but whatever. Yeah. But in general, like I feel like Jodie Foster as a foster mother felt realistic. Um, and just there's so many moments where I, I appreciate the cinematography behind the show, especially when we first get to meet her. Um, the dark where she comes to the light. This is a lot of soul things they do that that I thought shine pretty well overall. A hey, quick question, Dad. This is kind of off subject, but on subject. Jodie Foster is the little girl in Taxi Driver, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Jodie Foster's been working since the 60s. That blew my mind, just the idea that... So how old... How much older is Rob De Niro from her then? He's like... 80 and she's in her early 60s it makes sense but she her first job this is where i started to sound like a psychopath because like i really have googled the hell out of jodie foster's career mm -hmm. um, she i think was in a copper tone ad when she was like four and her brother mm -hmm. was a child actor um i believe her older brother was a child actor and then she started getting like an incredible number of roles and was all in like disney movies and like freaky friday um and then Taxi Driver is the first one where it's like, holy shit, like, what is this? Like, this is incredible acting for a child um, and in a super intense role in like the classic, they wouldn't do that now <laughs> type of thing. Um, and then just a few years after that, I mean, and I believe it's 88 and 91, she gets Best Actress, not exactly back to back, but very close to back to back. She gets it for the accused, and then she gets it for Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, and, I mean, Silence of the Lambs is my favorite movie ever. It's one of the best. So, and the accused, she's incredibly good too, and an incredibly hard role. And then she has a lot of '90s roles where, I think Nell was like a pretty big one. Um, Contact was a pretty big one, mm -hmm. but definitely that two that two Oscar run close together when she was probably thirty. Yeah, is just astonishing. Like she's just a sickeningly good actor. It's just wow how long she's been acting, you know. Because I, because I, I just couldn't get over the fact. Like, 
the first thing I was kept thinking was Taxi Driver. Like she's a little girl. She played the little girl in Taxi Driver, right? Yeah. <laughs> like of course I know she was in all these other movies too, but that just kind of kept coming up in my mind because it feels like I haven't seen Jodie Foster in so long. Yeah, I think she shifted more to directing. And I think there was an element of like nothing to prove. <laughs> like there was nothing, there was nothing else she like had to do. Um, so I don't know. It's cool. The director, uh, Issa Lopez, the writer director of this series said that for fans of kind of this type of, this type of crime or this type of horror story, it sort of starts with Sons of the Lambs. And there's a continuum. And so it all sort of starts with Jodie Foster. Like the fans of Sounds of the Lambs are going to be fans of the first season of True Detective. And she wants to sort of close the loop. Um, <clears throat> there's an interview in the new, ish, new issue of Movie Maker yeah. that I edited um, where she talks about how Jodie Foster kind of brings it all together. And I <clears throat> just totally agree with that. And I feel like there's a total nod to Sounds of the Lambs in this one where um, in Sounds of the Lambs, the way that Clarice breaks the whole case is that all these male cops have been through this victim's bedroom a million times and they could never find the clue that they need. And she's the only one as like a young woman who knows to look in the music box to like the secret compartment where the girl keeps her photos and those photos right. are here to Jim gum and help her, you know, rescue. Um, uh, it's not Catherine Martin. I forget the girl's name. It, I think it is Catherine Martin actually. It's her name. Um, and then in this one, there's that great thing where as a mom, she knows how long it takes for, I think it's like the uh, the mayonnaise to turn. Mm -hmm. And there is just like, there's mom stuff and there's like, there's certain empathy that she has that other cops, the two male cops don't have um, for that situation. And she's like, I doubt you ever pack your kid's lunch. And she's mm -hmm. right. Um, <clears throat> where her her empathy and kind of like her feminine empathy makes her better, makes her a better detective than the male detectives are, which is feels like a silence of lambs callback. And I love it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't think of it in comparison with the silence of the lambs. Cause once again, I think we only know so much from the first episode. Um, that's why I was asking you before we started, like is every episode of, like not every episode, season of True Detective have some type of like supernatural element tied into it. Um, but but it's more of a mystery than it is the supernatural thing. And it's something too about like we, we kind of talked about the setting right in Alaska. To me, like something about like Cole says, not just the dark part. The dark part is creepy in itself. Was it? What we got? Did we say six weeks of darkness. You said. I think I don't know why I think that though. <laughs> it, I mean, I know, I know it's, it's, pretty, it's, it's more than a couple of days for certain. Yeah, it's a, it's more than a month, and we know that from the vampire movie, Twenty Eight Days of Night. Uh huh. Okay, so <laughs> Twenty Eight Days of Night. Okay, so yeah. yeah, that's what I think. So it's almost like a, pretty much like a month of of pure darkness, right? At least, yeah. So, um, it's some that's already creepy about that too. Small towns can be creepy anyway, and then it's like out there, like in the the wilderness, the wide wilderness, like when you look at it, like even when you look at the shots where they showed the reindeers and stuff, everything's just so wide. It's just, it's just out there, right? Yeah. It's, um, but in in a different way than like being out in the forest, I guess. Yeah. It's it's, it's something so desolate and 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 
don't know. It just it just looks like death out there. <laughs> like it's it's it's, it's kind of how it made me think about how Game of Thrones plays with that with the um, White Walkers, right? Everything on the other side of the wall essentially represents death, which will make sense because plants are not growing there. The sun ain't really shining out there, like you know. Versus, you know, when you get deeper, you know, down south in Westeros, right? Yeah. So the further up north you are, it's a, it is how west. Yeah, the further further north you are, the more that is life is a little hard, it's a little drab. The people there are kind of tougher too, for the most part, <laughs> you yeah. know, because of the harsh conditions. And that would have made me think about that too, even with um, True Detective. Like it's always this sense of. Um, of like mystery like there's something around the corner like some type of some type of and i like when they kind of talk about the like i guess it was the the natives people like boogeyman or something and <laughs> so they add that that element to it i don't know it's, it seems pretty cool because I, I like those things where it's kind of it balances in between like it makes you think what is real what is the what is folklore you know? yeah yeah, totally. I feel like this one leans into the supernatural more than any of the other ones did. Because the first one had a lot of stuff with the Yellow King. And we never really understood who the Yellow King was or what the Yellow King was. Mm -hmm. um, but it was... It, it left a lot of room for conspiracy theories and things like that. For audience theories. And it was fun to try to figure out where it was going. But I don't think they ever really explained it or ever intended to. And then this one seems to be just leaning into it pretty hard and i know the one guy the one guy may not be a ghost like we see the ghost the ghost man the barefoot ghost man who may be a hallucination maybe a ghost maybe something else but um the fact that the fact that one character saw him doesn't mean that he's real but then again he did manage to lead her to the bodies which makes me think there's something real about him so i don't know i like i like the show I like the show like embracing supernatural and it feels like it's moving the, sh it's kind of moving the narrative forward for like the whole true detective universe mm -hmm. um, in a cool way. And then there's also a thing I saw on Twitter where the book that is quoted and the very beginning about what kind of animals will be dreamed up uh, when it's so late that even God has gone to sleep is from an author of a book that also contains, I believe, a chapter about the Yellow King. So it is like a callback to season one. And Issa Lopez retweeted that and was like, someone's been paying close attention. So she kind of verified that there's a Yellow King connection between that quote, um, which I just... That's crazy. It. I love when people like put that much effort into it and create a mythology. And that just delights me. Like, I just feel like I'm in good hands. And I know I'm not going to like every single thing. Um, but... I feel like I live in this town <laughs> during the hour that I watch this show, and I love that. Yeah. It's really fascinating in that way, and I do think the, the thing that's most impactful about the show is the fact that it really gets you to believe in the place, and yeah. you don't have to... Sometimes you watch something, and there's a little bit of doubt about like what the neighborhood is like and things like that, but... Ain't, well, it's not Anchorage, Alaska. It's some town outside of that. But as far as like the, the idea that like you're three days, well, excuse me, you're a day outside of daylight being present and three days beyond that and so on and so forth. There's a way in which place 
his setting as a character that's not always true in other shows. That's really fascinating. Yeah. So we'll keep monitoring this one. Um, is anybody anything else? Are we good? Yeah, probably. So I'm, I, I think it's a show worth paying attention to. This probably is one, if we had probably come in mid-season, it's probably... have all sorts of mysteries unravel. There's a lot of ways in which this one presents mysteries and I'm not sure if I care about all of them, but I really want to know where we're going. Like, I am invested. I want to know more about where we're going. It's just every single thing that's put in front of us. I'm not sure if I buy it as a character yet, but I do think Jodie Foster... It is always as engaging, and that's what's bringing me back more than anything. It's it's the biggest strength of the show. I feel like mm -hmm. I agree. Anybody? Any final thoughts? Anything we want to promote? In general, I'd say um, episode two should bring you. some answers that you're looking for. I'm interested in seeing what the show does. I just, I, I don't know if it's going to merit the same sort of fanfare that season one did. Season one was just so, Nothing could. it's just hard to, to, to touch. And, and true detective season since then haven't quite hit that measure. I haven't seen season three uh, for all the way through, but season two, comparatively, it didn't, doesn't reach the heights that season one does. Maybe season four can get there, though. What do you think, though, Keith? I say I ain't got nothing to compare it to, but I do think that it definitely has potential. Like, Yeah. I'm I'm interested. Like you and Tim know more about the true detective universe itself. Oh, one one question I did want to ask you guys are Are they meant to be connected? Loosely, Are they in the, in the same way Fargo is probably. That's how yeah, I look at it. Fargo is definitely in the same world. Yeah, I'd say Fargo's more connected. Yeah, Fargo, Fargo is super, super duper connected. They even connected like loosely to the movie too. So, Okay. yeah, I guess it remains to be seen. We'll find out. I'm curious to see how it does, but it's it's not doing things on the internet though. Yeah, looking forward to it. Um, speaking of Fargo, I'm gonna take a shameless promotion. Uh, check out the latest issue of Movie Maker Magazine, where we have a cover story by Joshua Encinias with Ethan Cohen and Trisha Cook, his longtime wife and collaborator, talking about driveway dolls. Uh, it is a wild story. Um, that is like so goes so deep into like their partnership and how this movie came to be, and you realize that like a movie comes out and you're like, oh. How'd they make that? And this one is like literally 35 years in the making, which is Oh, super wow. cool. Um, really more like 20 years in the making, but I would I would start at 35 years ago when they met. Um, and we're just super psyched about that. And the issue also has the best places to live and work as a movie maker, which includes you guys' hometown of Memphis, as well as Dallas. We're keeping this. Yeah, um, really, Aaron, I'm sorry. Nashville is not there right now. Memphis is always going to give my um, props above Nashville, so that just is what it is. <laughs> um, so that's my cheap, cheap uh, plug.
All right, Keith, what about you? Anything to, to go off on? No, no, I think this is good. I'll just say people check out, you know, true, true detective. I almost said true blood. They got too many truths out here. Yeah, <laughs> Where can out. people find us on the socials? Uh, we on Instagram at the low key pod. All right, 100%. All right, so we'll see y'all on the next one. We, there's plenty of awesome content coming out, so we can't wait to review that and get y'all into more of what's going on right now. So we'll see y'all on, on the next episode next week. Peace. Peace. See ya.